0: Two guys, two topics, two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Bogdanovich wide open, deep
1: three swish, and it's a two-point game. So we'll see whether the Thunders youth kicks in again. Donovan gives it to Rudy, gets it right back, hesitates, rises, high arching jumper, got it, Donovan Mitchell. And the Jazz have regained the lead on a 9 0 run. Conley comes to get it. Conley drives with the left hand. Bounces to Donovan. Guarded by Dort. 10 seconds left. Drives with the left hand. Puts it off the glass and in. Donovan Mitchell puts the Jazz up by one. 110, 109
2: with seven seconds to play. Rudy, do you take it pretty personally when they keep coming to the paint and going at you with a game on the line? I mean, I wouldn't say that it's a great
1: strategy, but, you know, we've got to. You know, we got to play d- defense how we, we want to play it, and uh, we want them to to attack me. You know, that's, that's the whole game plan. And, uh, you know, it's on me to uh, try to make sure they don't score easily under the basket.
2: All right, Gordon, the Jazz win in Oklahoma City 110 to 109. It certainly was an exciting finish. Um, the Jazz. Um, I I wouldn't say they played well, yet they come out, Gordon, and they shot 50% from the field, which uh, is is really good. 36% from three on 36 attempts, which is, you know, okay. Uh, But uh, most importantly for them, anyway, uh, they came out with the W, uh, albeit a close one.
1: Yeah, and for a good portion of that game, I really thought the Jazz did not play particularly well. And Quinn Snyder said that afterward. You heard him. He said uh, we had stretches that were uh, really, really ugly uh, where they didn't play the way he wanted them to. But then when they did get it going, that's really what saved them. You know, if I were to tell you, Jake, uh, uh, that the Jazz would shoot 50% from the floor and that they would out-rebound their opponent, whoever they're playing, by, what was it, six or seven, uh, What you would think that they would win by more than one point, right?
2: Well, yeah, that's what I was saying when uh, yeah. th- that they made fifty percent of their shots. That that stat surprised me.
1: Right, exactly. And uh, but it was weird because uh, early in that game, I thought, "Wow, the Jazz aren't shooting the ball." Bogdanovich was not shooting the ball well, and then he heated up, and uh, and, and that's where that how that number got uh, percentage got as good as it did. But and, and Donovan Mitchell had an off night shooting. And but he's he's in a bit of a shooting slump, man. He's like four. What is he? Fourteen of uh, forty-six in the last two games. But uh, but he was really good down the stretch. And I would say, from that standpoint, two things. One, one is a player that you've always liked. If memory serves, I remember you bringing him to to my attention before I had really noticed him is Lou Dort. Yeah. That guy can play, and he was he was taking it to Donovan. He outplayed him in a major way, and then in the fourth quarter, Donovan uh, fixed that in a hurry, scores the Jazz's final 12 points to lead them to a victory, but it was so tight. It was just a weird game. Like in the third quarter, that's when the Jazz heated up shooting the ball, but they had eight turnovers in that third quarter, and so I think that quarter ended up being a level as far as scoring went, because the Jazz were stumbling over themselves. But uh, you got to hand it to them, just like Donovan. I think Donovan's performance was indicative, indicative of the night because he did not play particularly well, but he played well when he had to. And that's how the Jazz won the game.
2: A couple of things for me uh, in addition to that, Gordon um, Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert were both good. Yeah. and actually have both been good in all three games. I know it seems like the Jazz have gone up and down a little bit, uh, and that game against Portland was really, really good. But both those two players have, have are off to solid starts, and, and Rudy in, in particular, because they're, they're starting to play the Jazz uh, a little bit differently. They're not letting Rudy get to the rim as much. Uh, but when he is, he's taking advantage of it. And he and Conley talked about their... Um, Emerging kind of connection in the post game uh, last night. And there were a couple of plays where I thought that was really evident. So that, I think that's a really positive thing that those two are getting to be on the same page. Uh, remember that play in the fourth quarter where they ran the pick and roll and Conley faked the pass and yeah. paused an additional yes. second to wait uh-huh. for Rudy to be into position to where he was going to get a layup? I mean, those little, those little things I, I think are, are very, very important. I think they were last night. Rudy on the final possession where he just guarded the whole play and said, you're not going to score. I mean, I don't think there are too many players in the league uh, that are capable of doing that. So there are a couple of positives. I, I thought um, the the couple of negatives that stood out in my mind, Gordon, they, they don't handle the pressure defense very well. We saw that against Minnesota. I thought that that uh, was a problem again a little bit uh, against, uh, uh, against Oklahoma City. And on-the-ball defense is going to be an issue. Uh, all year long, because there were possessions, Gordon, where it was starting—you uh, know, every possession in a row. There was a little stretch there where it started with whoever Oklahoma City, whatever Thunder player had the ball, beat the guy in front of him. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, the, the very first thing that happened was whether it was Gilgis Alexander or Ludort or or George Hill actually uh, did this a bunch. They just beat their guy, and then all of a sudden yeah. the Jazz are in scramble mode to to make up for it. And I I don't know if there's an immediate answer to that problem, but it's it's a problem nonetheless.
1: Yeah, stay between your man and the basket.
2: And it didn't matter Um, if it was Donovan or Royce or Rudy, or not Rudy, excuse me, um, uh, Joe Ingles or Mike Conley. uh, They they had trouble staying in front of their guy.
1: Yes, I'll I'll agree with that. And that's uh, been a bit of a theme that you and I have talked about. Last season and this thus far this season, and it's going to have to be fixed somehow. You're right, man. They were moving the ball, however they were getting the ball to the shooter. They were doing so, and oftentimes the Jazz were scrambling on defense, which typically leaves the shooter open. And uh, that that's something that's going to have to be fixed. Somehow, I'll go back to Lou Dort was just taking Donovan Mitchell apart over the first three quarters of that game. Uh, he was he knocked him out off his game and he was scoring, uh, nearly at will. And uh, but but the fact that Donovan it's like just a player who is having a crappy game and then can come through at the end when his team needs him to. Two ways of looking at it one is well, if you hadn't played so crappy throughout the first three quarters, you wouldn't have had to be a hero at the end. But, but he somehow uh, got himself together and uh, really uh, provided the offense the Jazz needed down the stretch. But he struggled at both ends of the floor for most of that game. And when your star player is struggling, it's hard to make up for that. Just difficult.
2: Yeah, I think they showed tremendous confidence in Donovan Mitchell, uh, giving him the ball uh, on the last possession, and, and he had to beat Lou Dort on that possession, and he did. Beat him well. I'll go
1: back. Yeah, yeah. and I'll, yeah, You're right. And I'll, I'll second something you said, and I wrote a column about this. I don't know if it's been posted at sltrib.com yet or not. But Mike Conley is Mike Conley again. he's he's what we expected him to be when he first showed up in utah he is he's put together enough evidence now for me to think he's he's as good as he he's, he's pretty much as good as he ever was and thus far this season 19.3 points uh, 6.3 rebounds and five assists that's that's what you were hoping for out of uh, mike conley and he he showed that in the bubble and he showed that in the in the uh, you know uh, in the latter part, a uh, very latter part of last year. Well, he has maintained that now, and he just looks comfortable to me uh, in a way that he, he he struggled a year ago. So I'll give him credit for finding himself in Quinn Snyder's offense. And there were there, over that early part in the first half last night. If they hadn't had uh, Mike Conley playing the way he did. He was keeping the Jazz afloat for a while.
2: Yeah, in the third quarter too. Yeah, he played he? well. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, he played. He played really well last night. Um, and has he's off to a good start. There's, there's no yeah. doubt. We'll see, you know, how the season goes. You knock on wood, um, uh, and hope that he can be healthy. Um. But we'll we'll see how it goes as NBA defenses start to come around a little bit and people get a little bit more serious about guarding the basket. Uh, but uh, I agree with you. He he's embraced his role a little bit more, or at the very least is more familiar. Embraced isn't the right word because I think his enthusiasm to be a productive member of the team has always been there. But I, I think he's figured out figured it out a little bit. And his connection with Rudy is is the biggest story as far as that as, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Because you've got to f- figure out a way to use those picks and and get on the same page with Rudy to use him as a weapon as well. And uh, that's a big deal. So we'll 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 see how his game continues. But he's off to a good start.
1: What was it Locke said last night? He said or he tweeted it out that uh, Rudy had, was it 17 screen assists last night? Is that what it was?
2: I'm not sure. Something like that. Yeah,
1: it was something like that. And uh, that's Rudy doing little things that really helps your team win. So that was a a tough game, man. And you predicted that, Jake. You said you thought that that might even be a jazz loss. And it looked like it was going to be a jazz loss for quite a while until, well, until the last second.
2: Well, Oklahoma City plays hard. Uh, their players play hard. Um, there's, they've got some rangy defenders, not unlike uh, Minnesota, actually. Um, and then they have some veterans there too. Like you know, we know what kind of mentality George Hill brings to the table. We saw that up close and personal for a year, and he he's always going to bring it when he's out there. And he's, you know, he he came off the bench a little bit in Milwaukee, but he's still a very productive player. He's coming off the bench for Oklahoma City. But uh, one one observation, uh, Al Horford is heavier. <laughs> didn't that didn't well, that jump right off the the old tv screen last night as you were watching that game think well <laughs> uh, is that al is that al horford
1: i hadn't really thought of that because i you know i don't like fat shaming uh but uh, so I, I'm, I'm sort of i'm sort of oblivious to even looking at that sort of thing anymore
2: first of all you fat shamed elvis like yesterday and and <laughs> second of all i i said heavier heavier and he does look heavier. I also oh, thought uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander looks like he's put on a little weight. Is it Al Horford or Al Eight four Fords? Yeah, you know. right. <laughs> oh, Ray the Buffet is
0: like, oh, my oh. my belts, they're coming for my belt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But I, I guess when you're you're Al and you've got uh, another three years of a ludicrous salary left to go, and you get traded <laughs> to a rebuilding team, maybe you're not uh, as motivated. Extra bacon on yeah, that burger. You're not as uh, Austin as fat.
1: <laughs> that was I said that seven years ago, and I was joking when I said it. Sorta, of, I guess.
2: Yeah, I don't think you want to go down this road that you're not the fat shamer on the show, because I'm pretty sure that Austin has a whole reel of you. Hey, you I thought know, really, the shower uh, file was just, impressive. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, no, hold on here a second, Austin. Remember, it's been a long time since I've tried to be funny with that sort of thing, because first of all, I was never serious. I have a lot of fat yeah. friends. It was I, I never meant it. It was always supposed to be just kidding around, you know, like you do in the locker room. You know, but
0: Okay. I okay. Never, you run for president? Really, or
1: I never really meant it.
0: Mm.
1: It was supposed to be funny. Just like you guys tease me about the things that you tease me about, you don't mean it.
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> dead, dead silence. <laughs> He's got a huge body. I
2: mean, that guy is a space eater, as they used to say. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, what was and, it talking about,
2: Austin? And by the way, what do you call offensive linemen every single time offensive linemen come up on the show? Biguns. No. <laughs> what? No, I not that. Remember. No. What? <laughs> Big uglies. You've only written it in column form about 30,000 times and <laughs> said it on the show about 30,000. What do you mean You've Biggins? also referred to them as hogs. The hogs up front. Well, yeah. yeah,
1: but that was that, that was what the—that was what the Washington football team. That's what they called their offensive line.
0: Doesn't make the it hogs. right. And the Washington well, they, football team was called something else at the time. <laughs> that, has, that you curiously <laughs> didn't say there hasn't always well, had a great history of naming things. Yeah, but just
1: because I, <laughs> just because remember the Fun Bunch.
0: No. Wasn't
1: the that the Brady that Bunch? Fun Bunch. And the Smurfs, weren't those all with the Washington football team? I've seen parents who, let's just say, they hadn't always pushed away from the buffet table. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, just because I said someone was big doesn't, that's not, that's what we call centers in the NBA, bigs. It doesn't mean that anyone's saying anything you know, about big, their. Ugly I patted them on words. a big fed fanny and said, get them next time.
2: <laughs> yeah, you opened a can of worms here. You didn't want to. Yeah, probably so. Especially this, a- after we had just gotten done talking about how Austin never forgets and saves everything.
1: Yeah, but that, this this is all from years ago. You know, can a guy you know get no. a, turn the page and get off to a, a, a better start?
2: <laughs> not when Austin's around. <laughs> all right. Never, there's there's a lot here that I'm forgets. not playing, so you, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, Gordon, some news coming out of Utah today. Uh, curious to get your thoughts on it. Devin Lloyd uh, has been named Sporting News All-America second team today, and he's got a decision uh, on his plate on whether or not to uh, stay or to go. We can, uh, we can get to that here in a minute. But I, I thought this was interesting. He's the second linebacker to get All-America recognition. Do you know who the first was? Scoof. Well, give us a guess. Come on.
1: Uh, the the first you mean from the University of Utah? Yeah, he's
2: the second to get All America honors of of any sort. Who was the first? Hmm. I'll, I'll give country. you a hint. It's not a. It's not old timey. It's not. It's not somebody from the leather helmet days.
1: Well, I'm really stumped. Who is it?
2: See, I wouldn't have guessed this. I oh. I would have thought Gianni Paul maybe, uh-huh. or or Stevenson Sylvester or we're going back I don't know going back further but um Chase Hansen in 2018
1: oh uh, okay yeah mm-hmm. all right ah, yeah, good for Devin Lloyd I mean he's good and and he he don't you think he's built for the NFL man he just looks slow the way you would want a linebacker to look
2: uh yeah. Um the question he you know, this this season was a little weird. He he might think maybe there's there's more to accomplish. I'm not sure where he is academically. Um I've heard Hans talk about how in uh, he's talked to you know, and gotten where some of the family that getting a degree is kind of important to the family. So I don't know where he is exactly in all that process and and maybe feels like he's got some unfinished business with the University of Utah, but um, I, I would guess if he left, he would be a draft pick of some sort. I don't know if he'd be in the first two, three rounds, but he's, he's probably going somewhere, wouldn't you think?
1: Well, it, depending upon the evaluation, whatever feedback he gets, I'm telling you, if he st- does stick around, I think he is going to continue to advance his stock. Because if he does stay, he, and, and there's a normal football year, I think he would, he would just be spectacular.
2: I agree, but the the scary part is the injury part, right? Right. And you can do some insurance and some things to kind of mitigate some of that risk, but it's still a a risk nonetheless. It It would be a really tough decision, I would think.
1: Yeah, it's one a lot of people face, but it seems like the trend is to go ahead and go if you can make a lot of money, and I don't blame anybody for doing that. I mean, you're playing football, chances are that's where most of your energy is in college. You're still a college student, but if you can turn pro, you can put all your energy into it. And uh, and make a lot of money doing it, if you're highly thought of. Well, see, that's so. the
2: problem, though, because you can make a lot more money as a second-round pick than you can as a sixth-round pick. <laughs> and more, yeah. more importantly than just the initial paycheck, you have more job security as a second-round pick because they don't want to cut you. If you're a sixth-round pick, they don't really care. But if they invest a second-round pick in you, you're going to be around for two, three, four years because they, they're invested in you. And uh, you're more likely to make more money because you'll be around for more years.
1: You know, this conversation is is why I was so blown away. by who is it who told us was it Christian Cox who told us that uh, half the pro bowlers were, were yeah, it was f- Christian free. Mm-hmm. I, I can't I've never I didn't check on that. I believe Christian. But th- doesn't that just blow your mind? Yep. Uh, for the very reason we're talking about is you get preferred. Status. if you're a higher draft pick. I'll tell you right now, Jake, if I'm playing college football and I'm eligible for the draft, but I think I'm going to go in the sixth round, and if I stick around for another year, I strongly believe that I'll be a second-round pick, I'm going to stick around, man. I know you miss out on that first year of paychecks, but it sure seems to me like that would be worth it to, to stay and then go higher.
2: The hard part is is that sometimes that's not always how it works out. And and I apologize to Matt for using him as an example because we, <laughs> we all liked Matt Reynolds. But you remember Matt Reynolds' junior year, they were talking, he's, oh, he'll go for sure. I don't know where he'll go, but he's a guy. And then he comes back to BYU for another year, and the whole the narrative around it was, well, he's going to play his way into the first round, you know. And then he he doesn't have the season he was hoping for, and he didn't Did get he drafted. Hurt? Did he get hurt? I don't think so. I just oh. don't, think, I don't think the team was as good, and I just don't think he had a very good year. And, and then all of a sudden, he doesn't get drafted. So well, you it, think it can go like, backward on you, for sure. You,
1: you said, I think of Matt. And when you said that, I thought of Matt Barkley.
2: Oh, well, he's another example, yeah. for sure. USC's had a couple. Matt Leinart. <laughs> Lots yeah. of Mats. I was uh, thinking locally, though, with, uh, with Matt Reynolds.
1: What year is Brady Christensen?
2: I think he's eligible for the draft. I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure he, he is. he's
1: like a first-team All-American this year. Yeah, uh, he's he's got it. His stock has to be high. He,
2: he was, was a junior. junior, thank you, Austin. Yeah, that's what so I he, thought.
1: So he could come back, but I, will he? I mean, I, I don't. Yeah.
2: Well, he right. uh, uh, he. I was looking at Pro Football Focus, which I don't know. There's a lot of skeptics out there about Pro Football Focus, but it is something uh, had him as the top-rated offensive tackle this past year. Wow. Well, and that's
0: to Gordon's point. He was an All-American this year. Yeah. First team? Yep. I I would guess
2: we won't see him again. That would be my advice to him. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, there are quite a few uh, uh, nice candidates for the NFL playing locally. And it's always a decision they have to make, especially in a year like this where everybody's eligible again next year.
0: Do you think Matt Bushman gets drafted, guys? That's a great question. Or does he go undrafted? I think he'll have a spot, at least on a practice squad, but I, do you think he'll get drafted?
2: I don't know. You'd have to. It's been too long since he played, right? Well, and he's still a fairly devastating injury. Um, I, I don't know. That'd be tough. would. he's
0: quote-unquote older because he went right. on a mission.
2: I wouldn't blame him if he didn't want to tempt fate again and tried to make it happen. But then again, maybe he's the type of guy who feels like he needs to have another year to prove it.
1: Man, I when I, I I just think about the numbers he would have rolled up this year.
2: Oh yeah, it would have been spectacular.
1: Uh, oh, I'm and
2: that's sorry. the other thing—he's not going to have Zach Wilson throwing to him next year, so maybe yeah. that impacts his decision.
1: And you think about, uh, yeah, I mean, Isaac Rex was nice. I mean, he he he's going to have a nice college career, but but uh, Bushman, I think, would have gone. Haywire in that uh, in that offense.
2: Okay, fair enough. But let's not downplay I- Isaac Rex. He was awesome. What yep. do you have? Thirteen touchdowns, twelve touchdowns, something like that. Maybe I'm, I'm I've got my figures wrong. But and he's a freshman, isn't he? He was really. I think he's a walk on freshman. He was really really good. So yeah, I don't know Matt Bushman. Maybe he's a different level. But let's let's not undersell Isaac Rex. He was terrific.
1: Who else fits into that group uh, that you think? would be uh, considered uh, highly by the NFL right now in, in uh, among the
2: local folks. Well, we asked Hans about this the other day, uh, if you remember, and, and he had more names than kind of really, really come to mind for me. You know the obvious ones with uh, with Zach Wilson and Brady Christians, and I think Devin Lloyd certainly. Uh, there's uh, needs to be some discussion there, but uh, I'm not sure who else jumps out as as somebody who's got to go. What, what do you think, uh, MP James MP? Possibly for BYU, He Could might be. consider it. Yeah.
1: What about What about Jake Olderoy?
0: Well, he he made first team All American, right? Did
1: Did third team. Third, oh, team. third team. I, I think
0: it was third. Is team. he a senior? I thought he's he a was so- a senior.
1: He's a sophomore. A sophomore, but but wait a minute—he went on a mission, didn't he? Yeah, he played, then mission. went on a mission.
0: Now he's back. So so what's then the he NFL- had an injury. I thought.
1: What's the NFL rule on that? Because isn't it three years of, after you graduate high from high school? Yeah. So even though he's he was a sophomore this year, he's probably eligible.
2: But he's also a, a kicker, so <laughs> he should probably continue to kick at BYU while he can he didn't miss a single field goal this year did he there's there's only, how are you going to top that because there's only how many teams in the end of there's only like 30 jobs out there and they and the kick. i don't know if you've noticed this but kickers kick until they're 105 <laughs> andy phillips was a, a a first team all-american right and it didn't work it didn't work it out, didn't work out. Uh, there have been King so Louis Sakota was oh, an All-American, too, and it didn't it, work out.
1: Did, wasn't that shocking to you? I mean, that guy was so can't miss.
0: Matt Gay just got another shot with yeah. the, the Rams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, apparently he now has earned the starting job. But, but it's hard. He was cut twice, I believe,
2: right. before that. Because there's only so many kicking jobs, and really, you miss you miss one kick, and you could be finding a new job the next day. But Jake Oldroyd will make more on a practice
0: squad as a kicker in the NFL than he makes at BYU for free.
2: Uh, stay and kick it at, at <laughs> BYU. I can't believe we're actually having this conversation. Is the kicker going to come out early? Our idiot kicker <laughs> runs his mouth. No. no, the kicker's not coming out early. He'll be back on campus next year.
0: Riding his unicycle.
2: Coming out early, trying to play his way onto a practice squad. What are we talking about here? Well, Gordon, you're the expert kicker
0: here
1: on the show. Uh You have a soft spot for him. Well, he's good. I mean, wait, wait, why is, would well, they yeah. even
2: have a practice squad kicker? <laughs> why, why, did we, a joke. why did we bring that? That just because hit me. Like, <laughs> if 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 the, guy, no, if got, there's not a practice right squad. right over yeah. the cuckoo's if, nest wait, there. If a,
1: guy, if a guy gets hurt, what are you going to do? Run a linebacker out there and have sign him Sign someone kick from something.
2: an insurance company yeah. that kicked in high school. <laughs> sign someone else. Uh, there's plenty of them floating around. You have the, you know, the backup quarterback kick for a game, and then you sign somebody else. You don't have a well, practice the punter squad. has probably kicked. You only get like 12 practice practice squad players can you imagine <laughs> hey we're bringing in a kicker for the practice squad you guys didn't even didn't even hesitate when i said that i didn't i admit it went right over my head Sorry. it took about a minute to it be was like, a little nuanced a minute to be like wait a minute why on earth would they sign a kicker to the practice they're squad? not all owen potchmans okay <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> imagine some some poor practice squad linebacker the uh, coach coming to him and saying hey you know what pack your stuff You've had a good run with us, but we're bringing a kicker onto the practice squad. We found squad. this great we gotta...
0: soccer player.
2: We've got to get the field goal defense unit up to snuff, but we don't want to use the starting
1: <laughs> Okay, so i got a couple other names I want to run by. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How about Nick Ford?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's one that, that should consider it. I mean, get a draft grade but, uh, back, but been in that program for a while and
1: what about what about okay this
2: this
1: is something if I'd said this before the year you were if you you mentioned the
2: punter where the segments over how about Dax Milne oh yeah that's that's interesting because he got a he got a bunch of accolades this year he led the what he led the country in receiving there for a minute Um. yeah is that
1: is that just is that just one of those dudes who has no shot or do you think it's somebody who – he was impressive this past season, wasn't
2: he? Yeah, he was.
1: And it goes back to my theory on BYU. You go back and check the best teams BYU has had with the best records, and they always have what, at, at the college level, it would be considered great receivers.
0: Is Dax Milne eligible? He's He was a junior this yeah, year. I think he? so. Oh, this says he's a 2022 prospect, so I don't know what – this website's doing well
2: uh i would guess dax milton would be back
1: well well uh, we shall see yeah. I, I, it's kind of fun to look at these athletes that are in the in the programs and and wonder uh and, and you know it's names like uh local guys who, who have nice NFL careers who you thought were good when they were in college but you didn't know that they would stand out the way they, how about Daniel Sorensen with the Chiefs
2: yeah he's had a very nice career no doubt he Look un, with Fred Warner free agent, yeah
1: Fred Warner and even Bobby Wagner I mean he was a second round pick I mean it's not like people thought that and those are two those may be the two best linebackers in the NFL all
2: right stay tuned we'll have more big show coming up it's a big show 975 and 1280 the zone